You will <laughs> wish this show never ended. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Wishmaster. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the silhouetted, delicious, howdy-lipped, tender-thighed, sweet-assed, mystical, fistical, and absolutely enjoys a listicle. Justin Waddell, what's going on, sir? Some of the best ever things said about me right there. I appreciate it. I appreciate the truth. How's it going? It's, you know, Buffy herself has COVID, Nick. The original Buffy, Christy, Christy Swanson, anti-vax, conservative troll, Christy Swanson is in the hospital, I guess, with COVID. Now, I'm not making light, but we talked about Christy Swanson before on here. I just wanted to bring it up. Connected to an old show. Heir to the TV dinner's fortune. <laughs> Deadly Friend is the movie that we talked about her in. And we talked a lot about her relationship with Alan Fick. And also a good way to describe her if you have a compromised immune system. <laughs> that's true that's true anyway i just christy swanson in the news and um not for good reason unfortunately she's sick as a dog but you know what we wish her the best and the worst uh she sucks but hope she gets better anyway what's going on with We're you sir? already throwing wishes around <laughs> what's going on with you sir how, how have you been i'm fine you've been watching any baseball lately i've been watching all the baseball it's been yeah. a ro- roller coaster of joy and dread. I'll be uh, watching it until the bitter end, no matter what happens. I know what will happen if the Braves lose lose the uh, second to last game. What will happen? They'll definitely lose the last game. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Were you considering, I know the tickets were going for quite a high price. Were you considering going to the game? Nah, I mean, I toyed with it just because, you know, you get that wild hair. I've seen my share of World Series games, and I am not considered a good luck charm. So you've been, you've actually seen World Series. You've been in the stands. Yeah, I went to the 91, 92, and 95 World Series games. Oof. Was it a good time? Did they, did they win they when won you were some. there? They won a percentage yeah. of them. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I get a little, I, I can't watch the games like a normal person. So you won, one thing I picked up, and I'm going to zoom in real quick. Um, I picked up by, because I'm watching the World Series. Baseball is hard. It's a hard, <laughs> it's a tough game, Nick. It is. I played it for the better part of my life, and there's a reason I'm done. It's hard to get a hit, you know. Yep. It's unfortunate. It'd be so much better if it was easy to get a hit. Wouldn't it be fun? Just balls flying it all over the place all the time. It's harder to get a hit in baseball than in rock and roll. 
Oh, that is the truth, brother. Yeah. I mean, well, how, personally, how's it been going? Like, how's your life been? Yeah, it's fine, man. Mm-hmm. You know, just wheeling and dealing, popping clips. <laughs> Waiting for, uh, I mean, you know what it is? I, I can't get enough succession in my life. I didn't see the the newest episode yet. It's pretty good. Oh, it's all good. It's just, I, I, I find myself whenever I'm, you know, winding it down at night, mm-hmm. popping episodes, you know, rewatching old episodes, and it's just a decadent treat. You know, your, find, uh... Finding new things to love or new things to make me laugh that I didn't catch the first time or things that maybe have a stronger value today than they did maybe when I saw them the first time. Uh, who's your succession spirit animal? Like who's the who's the one who's your uh, guiding light? Well, I think the goal would would be for none of them to be your spirit animal. I think. That's Come on, you gotta pick. You gotta pick one. My favorite is Kieran Culkin. Really? Yeah, I love him. I I I absolutely love him on this show. I love everybody on this show. Every single one of them is fantastic. Yeah, I would. It's a time. I mean, I love Tom and shit. Like I love Tom and shit. Hold on for a second. I'm sorry. My phone. I'm trying to silence it, and instead it went off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Old Brian Cox too. I mean, he's always incredible. A little bit cranky lately. Gonna have a little uh, tell-all autobiography hitting the stand soon. Dishing on uh, char- actors and characters that he didn't love working with. Yeah, I feel bad for his editor. Why? Because the you wouldn't believe some of the chapters they have to pull out of that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, he's Carrie Snodgrass, a real bitch. One of the chapters. Rick Dukeman, <laughs> fuck him, you know? Wonder, wonder if he had any uh, any uh, tea to spill on Christy Swanson, you know? Does <laughs> he mean to her? That's a double dose for her if she getting hit with yeah. COVID and Brian Cox's words. Yeah, Miguel, Miguel Sandoval sucks. Remember that chapter? Lizette Anthony can go blow. Remember that Lizette one? Lizette Anthony, oh yeah. my goodness, that's a pull. I remember her from, uh, what's that movie? With the freaky little, like, shrunken-headed monster. You know what I'm talking about? Tales. It's like Tales in the title or something. She was in Kroll. Yeah, but she was also in some horror movie. Yeah, she was in Kroll, but I can't remember. It's like a trilogy, and this little creeper was in it. You don't remember what I'm talking about? He like, a little shrunken-headed dude with Gene Simmons hair. Was it Trilogy of Terror? Yeah, Trilogy of Terror. That was Karen Black. But I think she was in the sequel. I think they did another trilogy. That's where I know Lisette Anthony from. Besides, you know, Kroll. Is she still in this? She's still killing it. She she must be. How's her COVID been? I wonder. Killing it. Uh, Cox banished a chapter entitled "I Wish Terry Kaiser Fell Down Hard." They said he also had some positive things to say about people, but mostly he was he was venomous. That's surprising because he seems so laid back and chill, like in interviews and stuff. Plus, he's the voice of McDonald's somehow. Yeah, they, like that. Remember that whole chapter, Robert Wool, what a mensch. Do I remember it? I don't think it's hit the stands yet, but I do remember it. What about you? What's going on in your neck? I'm just trying to get through it. Well, we're getting towards the uh, holiday season. Yeah, I saw that you. Uh, so you teased that you had a costume last uh, episode that you were going to sport for the trick or treaters, and it was true. I thought maybe you were kidding. You actually did put on a scary costume that frightened some young kids. I was, uh, I was a creeping around. Pretty hardcore yesterday, and I or the other day, I, I was creeping around. Did you name your monster? Some kids asked me if I was Voldemort, and I <laughs> yeah, said, I, "I said I'm way worse than Voldemort." My creature, which I did create, I mean, I put it together. It's you know, I didn't make make the mask or anything, but I wanted to create 
you know, sort of a scion of torment, you know, some sort of a, uh, like a bishop of weakness, you know? Should dress as your island if you wanted to frighten people. And and I tried a couple of fun things where I moved like a robot, like an animatronic on my deck, yeah. and I would just stand stand there for many minutes at a time, moving weird. <laughs> and, and so and people and kids were losing their minds. The kids were losing their minds, and I had uh, I, I actually was playing the soundtrack that we did for the horror film for Bill Johnson, his little short horror film. I was playing that through the uh, speakers. And I had laser lights and all this, and I had candles behind me so you could see my my shape, and then a bowl of candy up on the deck. And then for the first couple of hours, Sophia was helping me out. And then when she left with her friends, I just creeped out. Just by yourself? I creeped out, yeah. How long did you keep that going? Hours? I kept it going for hours. It's amazing. Um, I got, My house got egged last night because I was giving out uh, printed out links to the movie Microscope. You know what I'm saying? How to get to the iTunes page. And I would say, hey, guys, just type, tippity type, typed up in this, your browser, into your browser this link. My house got spermed. So we both we got both of the reproduction process handled. <laughs> it's, way, it's way worse. We're recording this late at night on a Monday. Normally we do this on a Sunday, but Halloween got in the way. So it's. Well, you were creeping. Late at night on a Monday. Yeah, it's creeping. Alan, we got in the way, but also the World Series game got in the way. That's what you wanted to watch, right? If I had a, if I had a little bit of time machine action, I would have rather just recorded this and not looked at the goddamn television. Yeah, that's true. If, well, I had, we... if the Wishmaster showed up and said that I had one wish, it'd be to not have watched that ball game. At least you got get to cleanse your palate with this wonderful film. That's true. The, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy watching the Wishmaster? Well, let's we'll we'll save that. Yeah, I you know I, I I have you know this weekend I got a little frisky. Yeah, got a little frisky late at night. Okay, hold on for a second. I, I got to tell Stace to turn the heat off. Just don't tell Glenn Fry. Why? It ruined his song. You lost me from Beverly Hills Cop. What's what's the song? I don't know it. Heat is on. Oh. <laughs> heat is on. <laughs> I did. I didn't know what you're referencing. <laughs> it is on, actually. It's a little, it's a little uh, nippy outside. It's my type of weather, sand. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. Sweat, sweater weather, as they say, okay. and and Devoff weather, <laughs> and Carl where, weather. Where, where does Devoff live? You think? Where does he hang his hat? Somewhere close to Three Marm, Three Marms Brewery. <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? You know, you know, you're not a friend with him on Facebook. <laughs> Are you? Of course I am. He has his own brewery, Three Marms. <laughs> well, first, first a special man. <laughs> My cat is going haywire. Come on, man. Yeah, Three Marms, and I didn't know what a marm was. I thought it was like a, a, a teacher. You know, so did I. A school marm. A school marm, which is such a mm-hmm. gross word. Marm, right. marm is such a scrotum word you know it's just yeah mm-hmm. but let's see because i think they even i i think three marms actually had yeah it, it automatically populates it's a local business in california it's diva a picture of devoff a halloween photo of devoff right when you go there with a severed head on a baby's tray three marm brewing killing it devoff is an entrepreneur he diversified 
He devotified. He spread his wings. He's not just an actor. And I'm sure it's great. I mean, I'm not a big beer drinker, but both reviews that he has are positive. (laughs) 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 Bitch has got more marms than reviews. Where's this? Where's this located? Crestline, California. All right, out west, out west. It's. I, I would guess it's a suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, it is indeed. It's in the fucking valley, I think. Um, and and the sad thing is, they have a somewhat recent photograph of Reggie Bannister on premise, and Reggie is in bad shape. Reggie is in this movie. He is in this movie. He's in bad shape. He's uh. He's not doing well. He's 78 years young, 76. Um, and I know he, it was so funny because I follow, of course I'm friends with him as well on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he had a tumble uh, recently. He's in a wheelchair. He had a tumble and there was an awful scrape on his head. And mm-hmm. he looked, he, he just looks so infirm and old, but one of the greats, you know. He is, yeah. He's, he's been great for a long time. Devoff as well, I will say. Always love me some Devoff. Star of, I believe... Extra three. That tracks. Maybe four, but... And I love it. He shows up sometimes in surprising places. And if I'm not mistaken, he was on a regular television show recently. He was on Lost? He got killed on that show that that Guillermo produced. And the pilot. That's that's right. He was in that... The Strain. Mm -hmm. The Strain, right. The Forgotten The Strain. A Venezuelan actor. I love him so much. I had the pleasure of watching him eat a sandwich quietly by himself at a Comic-Con. Did you really? Yeah, me and Steve went up and hung out with him for a little while, and it was just kind of sad. But Didn't he have his own comic for a minute? I mean, not only did he have... I mean, we've talked about it on here. Cyber 755, which I still have an autographed issue of. Man. It is still, it's just celebrated its 15-year anniversary, right? Like, that, that they're still putting that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's in Phase 6 of the Marvel... Uh, no, I think it made it to issue half, but it was so funny because it was during that time when everybody tried to be a comic creator, including me. And Devoff, man, it, and, and the funny thing was, is it was just, you know, you're dealing with somebody who's not in it to win it when the, the size of the comic book is wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, <laughs> well, was it too big or too little? Too small. It was, it mm. was, uh, it was the wrong size, the wrong shape. So did Devoff, like, um, was he in the comic? Like, it was his likeness in the Are comic? You, I mean, you have to ask. <laughs> was he on the cover? Had to be, right? Do you have to ask? So somebody came up to him and said, we want you to help us make this comic and you'll be the star. That's probably what happened, right? Like, they hitched their wagon to Devoff. Nope. Nope. He he created it from it the ground the, up? He is, the, uh, he is the, the mastermind behind it. And oh. uh, I, I didn't have the gall to tell him about the spelling mistakes. Oh no! Maybe well, maybe, maybe I'll take a, a few pictures of the when I find it. I'll put those on the Instagram whenever I go through my comics again. So hopefully Instagram's yeah. still still around. Eisner Award winner Andrew Devoff. Is that? Can we? What's the name of the comic? Cyber seven five five eight six. 
Cyber five five. I don't I'll try. I tried. And tying it together, the seven fifty five club is the uh, at at the uh, ballpark, Braves ballpark. Oh wow, there you go. We spent a lot yeah. of time getting real hard, but let, I mean, let's let's pull it back. It's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film through anthropomorphic, beat up Teddy eyes. You know, we slam through the dungeon and eat donuts amongst the forgotten. We kick stalagmites hard. We run roughshod through the bakery. We take time to touch tits. We fail amongst the salts and then traipse through the desert on a bouquet of ballot. Rub each other until the cosmic sickness drips in and pull out the old wishmaster eyes and see what makes or breaks. <laughs> Share with the likes of the listeners. So if we were watching Half Moon Street, we can talk about the scene where Sigourney Weaver plays a woman who is a, a prostitute under the moonlight and also under the daylight, giving Michael Caine the old biznatch. Talk about the little moments. And there's a ton of those in Wishmaster. Are you are you serious? Half Moon Street's the name of the movie? I don't remember this. You know if you saw the poster? Scorny Weaver and Michael Caine, huh? Mm-hmm. She plays a hua. <sighs> she plays a lady of the night. I love that. And term. the and the day, I guess, as and according to your summary. She's like, yeah, she's like Blade. Well, she's late. She's like, you know. Is that her best remembered role, you think? From from Half Moon Street. I hope I'm, I hope I'm remembering the title. I'm pretty sure. Uh, true fans know it as HMS. Yeah. That movie they abbreviate. So I'll sort of semi zoom real quick uh, at the Tampa airport. If you ever happen to go there, listeners, the voice of the woman on the loudspeakers sounds exactly like Sigourney Weaver. Zoom in. Yeah, it's a little gift. If you happen to, I actually have spent a lot of time in that airport. I sort of pretend. I mean, it might not really be her, but it's very evocative of her. And so what I do is I just get myself a coffee and I sit with my luggage like the terminal. And I uh, listen to that and just freaking fantasize like heartbreakers fantasize, you know? Oh, yeah. Did they just does, does the woman doing it? If it's Sigourney or whoever, did, did they riff on her alien lines, aliens lines or alien lines? No, that'd just, be cool, wouldn't it? No, just death and the maiden. Did you rape me? Did you stick your cock in me? You ask him, you ask him me, or is that a quote from her? That's a direct quote from that movie. Heard of Ben Kingsley. I remember that was a play, right? What, what? Yeah, it was a play, and then they made a movie out of it, and it felt like a play. I very, remember. very vulgar. Very, and very had, frank. Yeah. Very frank. And it had Ben Kingsley and Sigourney Weaver, and the premise was she, th- she thinks that her that they have what is they invited some guy to dinner, and she thinks it's her captor. Like a, a, who's the other person? Kidnapper? Who's the other actor? I'm not sure. That's what I was trying to remember. Is it Ray Winston? Is it the guy? It's not Stuart Wilson, is it? Could be. They look alike. It's Ray a. It's, it's by somebody I love. It's by. It's by. Um. A, is it Barbie Schrader, or is it Roman Polanski? I don't love I'm Roman not Polanski. Sure, if it's. I don't think it's Roman Polanski. It is Stuart Wilson. Good call. And it is Roman Polanski. Good call. We're we're pretty good at this. It was Polanski did that. Yeah. So interesting. I can't believe I remember Stuart Wilson was in it. Wishmaster, Nick, 1997. What were you doing? Watch a Wishmaster. You saw it in the theater? Of course I did. I think I saw it in the theater as well. Yeah, 97 was the beginning of that website I used to run. So I was working at a uh, sales organization. And I believe at the time I was running the uh, IT department or a key part of the IT department managing databases. Nice. Killing it. 
Yeah, I think I was on my first. Yeah, I was obviously on my first job as well. I mean, my first like post college job soon to soon to be laid off. I think I got laid off in 97. That's fine. I remember they laid me off and I said, I don't give a shit. Wish, Wishmasters in the theater. I'll be going there and um, soaking up some some Tammy Lauren uh, scream queen performance. Uh, and, and you know, the, here's the thing about Wishmaster. Amazon, it's got a 4.5 out of 5 rating on Amazon. The people love Wishmaster, Nick. <laughs> Who knew? Me? Would you feel bad, man? Somebody's like, uh, they it's Friday afternoon, and they're mulling over whether they're going to go see Wishmaster in the theater. And they're like, you know what? I'm gonna. I don't want to brave the rush. I'll wait till next week. <laughs> Was it not a hit? It couldn't have been. I feel like it must have been because they produced so many sequels. I feel like it must have made enough money. But that was the golden age of, of, of home video. But they soon cast aside Andrew Devoff. They're like, fuck that. We need someone better. Let's get Jason Connery as the Wishmaster. How many? <laughs> how many did Devoff <laughs> make it through? Two. I'm not even sure he made it to the sequel. I think he did, though. You know, he got paid for two. Devoff like didn't come back. Like this is this is like a franchise he could have kept turning up for, and he he refused, which is amazing to me. Well, one thing a lot of people say about him is his integrity. Because he said he told he said like to I remember the interview. He said, "I don't want to keep twisting wish, wishes. I hate characters that twist a wish. And I don't want to do that as a performer." He did do the second one. Did directed, Tammy Lauren come back? No, no, no. Directed by Jack Shoulder, who did I think The Hidden and Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, yeah, yeah, two something. They did, and Jack Shoulder was asked to do this one, and he and he said this the script was too bad; he didn't want to do it for real. I think that's what I read. Yeah. Instead, they got Robert Kurtzman to do this. Yeah. Makeup effects legend Robert Kurtzman. Yeah, and you can tell this is you know one of his rare uh, directorial efforts, and he puts a lot of special effects in this. Gotta love it. It's a special effects showcase. Uh, special effects over, certainly over story. And I think a lot of people don't mind. Don't mind, except it's also during the worst era of CGI. Yeah. And they use some of that in here, and it's a rough, it's a rough thing to they go through. They don't use much, though. Everything, every, Tammy Lauren is, is completely CGI. Oh, did, was she like, those pre-Gollum? Nice. I didn't know. Tammy Lauren, who I don't know from anywhere else but this. And she she had a kind of a... I mean, she was in stuff. She reminds me of an emaciated Linda Hamilton a little bit. Yeah, she looks a little bit like Linda Hamilton. I can see that. And, you know, she gets... She's top build here. She's she's built over Devoff, which doesn't make sense. You got to give the top, the top, top, tippity top billing to Andrew Devoff. That's the true star here. Well, at the time, he wasn't, though. This was his breakout. Was it really? I think this is where he shit the... I mean, uh, he uh, made himself known. Is this his coming out party? I had no, no idea. No, uh, Toy Soldiers. That's right. He was the villain in Toy Soldiers. But as far as becoming a horror icon, this is... I mean, he was in Extra before this, Extra 3. But this was his blow up and blow out. And he relishes the role, Nick. Yeah, yeah this is his definite blow up and blow out. And so you got a bunch of people in this. No one that you're going to probably recognize, um, but... That's not necessarily true. So you got a lot of people you wouldn't recognize, but then they throw in everyone from horror. Tony Todd, Kane Hodder, Robert England. Anybody else? Who George, else? George oh. Bu- or Buck Owen. Ivan, uh, not Ivan Ramey. Um, Ted uh, Ramey. Ted, Ted Ramey for a G- second. Joe Pilato Don, from Day of the Dead. Did you say That's Reg- right. You said Reggie B, right? Reggie Bannister, who said. And then Ang- also Ang- Angus Grimm narrates. He narrates, and then they have um, Kane Hodder. What's 
what's the guy from Evil Dead 2? He's in this for a second, too. Yeah, Dan Hicks. Dan Hicks. Kane yeah, so Yeah, we said Kane. Yeah. Did, so, did, did, but, you say, did you say Robert Englund? I did. Did you say Andrew Devoff? I think we mentioned Devoff. Okay, cool. But I'm saying, like, so, yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, recognizable horror faces in this. Doing, um, I imagine Kurtzman a little bit of a favor. He must have worked with all these legends, right? Um, and because they have very small roles, aside from England, who has kind of a, a a big bigish character in this, like he shows up in a few scenes, you know, trying to be sexy, kind of working. <laughs> it is working. He is certainly slimy, but kind of sympathetic a little bit. Ends up throwing up a huge wormed divoff or something at the end. I don't know if he lives or not. Here's the thing about it. I'm gonna spoil it quick. Everybody lives. No one dies in this. It's great. I love movies like this because I definitely feel bad for the victims in this movie. The people in the uh, in the early the pre credit sequence don't live. They don't. You're right. There's a party right. in ancient Persia. I mean, this movie starts off literally my favorite way for a movie to start with a smelting sequence. <laughs> Huge fan. Yep. Someone's making a gem. Yeah. Robert Kurtzman and crew. <laughs> and they're making a gem to trap a gin. Now, this movie actually starts off with like a, a scroll, like a little, like a, like a, like a. You know what? I got to do some synergy. Hold on. Can you, listeners, would you mind if I just poured myself a little glass of gin? Nice. I'm going to get some gin. Starts in Persia. Persia. I hope it was worth the wait for you folks. I was trying to say that this movie begins in Persia. AD, Nick. I'm going to try two different kinds of gin tonight while we're hanging out. Anyway, the big message this movie is sending is forget all you know about genies. You think they're fun. You think they're they're granting you wishes. Actually, the jinn, the jinn, the DJ, D-J-I-N-N, these guys are crazy and they're mean and they just want power. Right. And so this movie is out to reset your mind on how you think of genies. Which you know. is which was necessary. I think a lot of people have spent a lot of time thinking about genies. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was time for a refresh. You know, I got I got I, an, they, I got in a genie rut. I think they could have just skipped that whole, you know, all the text at the beginning and just put genies or meanies. Now let's go. Yeah, just, that's that's another kind of plate setting they could have done. So, you know, you and they will, are, or you will scream your genies. You know, so there's a there's a pharaoh, I guess. In Persia, I don't know what he is, and he he's certainly a ruler. And he says at the beginning of the movie, "Show me wonders." That's his wish to uh, the jinn, and the jinn decides to then destroy everything around him in a very cruel fashion. Lots of blood. Everybody's dying. That's the wonders. He twists this guy's words, like he he thinks he's going to see wonders, like you know, I don't know, a pink sun or something, some kind of beautiful statue. The genie goes absolutely nuts. And his little kingdom, and he starts just destroying all these people and make and, and just killing them in weird special effects way. Nick, single out some of your favorites. Well, here. first I'll say I, I think the ultimate power of the jinn is that of leeway. Because- exactly, like he twists every wish. And he and the thing is, the thing that sucks about this character, I think, as a monster, is that he is supposed to grant people wishes, and so he keeps coming up to people <laughs> and saying you know, trying to get them to do a wish. And then he kind of says it for them. And then they're like, yeah. And then he takes that as, okay, well, they asked for a wish. Now I can twist it and make them pay. You know, no one actually asked for a wish in this. Like it, it, everything is like hedged or rounded up. 
And he's also asking for things that he could probably get himself. There's a lot of low-level wishes here, you know? It's like it's, it's the only way he can move about town is by asking for shit. Yeah, I think there's a scene, you know, we're at the very beginning, but later on he's in a in a department store and he, he does something to the clerk that I'm like, this is so not deserved. It's so weird. Anyway, so no, let's... The, uh, the thing I love, though, is that clerk, nobody notices. No, of course not. But it's also like, it doesn't make any sense what he does. So we'll get back to that. But he, at the beginning, uh, this kingdom's being ripped apart. This guy... I, you know, one of the person falls down and his skeleton comes to life in him and rips through him. Which that is was that's, that's a kind of a famous yeah. kill in this. There's the snake or reptile person, which is great. There's a person who gets embedded in the wall. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff happening here. And then the hero of this part, the kingdom sorcerer, then confronts you know his king and he confronts the jinn and says, "Look, don't do a third wish, king. Whatever you do." Because if you do that, then the gen will have like all sorts of powers. They'll be all powerful. And so before Devoff in this like really weird getup as the as this as this genie gets a, gets the guy to do a third wish, he gets trapped in a gem. You know, there's some incantation is read, and then he's sucked into a gem. Is this one of your favorite um, villain gets trapped in gem movies? It's not bad. And so then it fast forwards to present day, and Robert England has as a as an art collector has commissioned or has bought a statue that we find out contains this gem this, this gem this gem is hidden in the statue anyway what happens on in this scene well ted Raimi gets squashed by joe Pilato, captain rhodes who's drunk on the job right they're lifting this box off of the ship this cargo and everything goes wrong ted Raimi gets destroyed and he's in, he's on screen for about 30 seconds before he gets killed and then this construction worker this this box breaks open this the statue breaks apart and they find this gem that we know about and we're like uh oh genie's in that gem yep Deepoff's in that gem this guy sells it it's like it kind of trades hands and it gets to our hero heroine <laughs> yeah. and um and she's like what does she do she like what's her job because she seems to work for a jeweler but she also is like a scientist she's what's like a researcher she's a researcher or something like that who also for some reason plays tennis and she moonlights as like uh, she as an she appraises gems for like a like a, a two bit <laughs> like this guy is like he seems to run a shady business right like maybe his character is just shady. She also moonlights as a basketball coach. She does that, she, that old chestnut. She does have she does uh, coach a, a young girls basketball team. I'm sure all those young girls were so thrilled to be cast in Wishmaster. In the basketball scenes, they're eight, and they're they convince their family and all the people on their block to go see Wishmaster in theaters, and then there's instantly bodies being ripped apart. But here's a scene where I uh, like thirteen years old, twelve years old. Yeah, here's a scene where no, they're they're doing a Q and A after the screening with their local theater, you know, in the you know East McKeesport, Pittsburgh, or whatever, and they're like, yeah, he blew the whistle, and then we kind of ran off camera. And then what happened? We went home. There are some scenes here where she is coaching these girls. Like it's like they left those in. Like they didn't just say she's a basketball coach. <clears throat> and you think they would set this up because like the, the Jin's gonna come over and do some basketball shenanigans, like wish the nets were, you know, made of Twizzlers or something, but that doesn't happen. And instead they just legit show those basketball scenes. But to his credit, this was what inspired Steve James. To make hoop dreams. And actually, there was a lawsuit where they tried to just repurpose footage from this movie 
for that one. Um, so this tennis uh, scene that Nick had mentioned, she's she's playing this very handsome man, uh, her friend, and this guy's like, you know, they're 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 dueling it out on the tennis courts, and um, he asked her on a date, and she's like, look, I just got a bad relationship. I just want to be friends with you. You're my best friend. It's like very flirty, but she really draws the line. This guy's pretty charming. This actor, I think he, I liked him in this. He doesn't last long. I think he sucks. I thought he was gonna be. He had, he has like a um a very nice head of hair, convertible here. And the best is when he's asking her out. There's like this back and forth. He hops in his convertible as as he's trying to get a, get her to date him, and then he he kind of backs out very speedily to like some um, horrible music. Like he blasts it on on a stereo. Yeah. And I try to capture some of the music, and then the last song in this movie is Motorhead, which I was nice. surprised. Nice. Yeah. R.I.P. What happens is this guy <laughs> happens to be a uh, a scientist. I guess he's at a school or something, and he, he researches a very fancy imaging device. And she brings, so she gets a hold of this gem because she needs to appraise it. She gives it to this guy, and it blows up on him when he does. He's trying to test it. He gets and, killed by it, and the gen, and he gets hurt by it, and then the gin pops out, and he's <laughs> bleeding, and he's like. Wouldn't you wish the pain that like this little creature, this little Infern Troyer is in, in this <laughs> costume, right? Yep. So our little, this little this guy's bleeding out, and this little creepy puppet comes over to him and says, wouldn't you wish for your pain to end? And the guy just kind of nods, I think. And then, the, of course, the genie is like, well, that's a wish. Then puts him through extreme pain <laughs> until he dies. Yeah, I guess his pain does end, but it's just that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of the level of wishes we're dealing with here. It's a very poltergeist two kind of thing, with you know the way that that whole tequila worm creature. He's baby wishmaster at that point, right? Which I, which you know what? How the hell haven't they done a pop figure for that? I was thinking about that today. That was going to be my business. You know when I when I saw that, the first thing that came to my mind was fuck Grogu. <laughs> yes. Baby Wishmaster pop vinyl? Get a pop vinyl of Baby Wishmaster. Get a pop vinyl of full-grown Wishmaster. Get a pop vinyl of the empty template for the Azura Mazda statue. And then get Divoff in Plains Clothes. Yeah, as... I love that, too. What a great introduction, because, guys, this is a wonderful double dose, because you get to see Andrew Divoff in makeup and out of makeup. You so what happens... He takes, he cuts the face off of somebody in the uh, in the morgue, much to the chagrin of the uh, the orderly there, who he blinds with a half-assed wish. <laughs> he says, he says, he. So this this guy goes, you know, he's in this morgue, and this little this you know this young kid, you know, young guy comes in, this assistant, and he sees Devoff cutting the face off of Devoff because it's a dead <laughs> Devoff, and then the guy's horrified, and he goes, and then Devoff's like, wouldn't you? Don't you when you wish that you had you can't see this? Like I said, right? And the guy just kind of is like, ah, maybe. And then he blinds him. Yeah, it's his flesh creeps over his eyes. It's great because he adopts this alter ego, and it's amazing because his first appearance, he's trying to be debonair. It's amazing. It is amazing because then that we're talking about that sales clerk. She acts like she, he's the the biggest tastiest piece of meat she's ever seen. Yep. And you it remember? looks like it's like Devoff and denim. Like you know, what I'm saying it's not that hot. He's in like a he's like in a blue suit. But it's so funny because his his big introductory line, Writers Guild arbitrator over this a long time. Nathaniel Demarest, call me Nathaniel. 
well, Demarest for like demon or something? Is that I know, but Nathaniel Demarest, call me Nathaniel. It's not like you said Nathaniel Demarest, call me Nat or Nate. He's like, my, here's my name. Call me by that name I just gave you. We didn't. I didn't say this. We got to back up a second. There, are, there is an actual microscope scope in this movie, and they do zoom zoom in on that gem. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of neat, kind of. And the magnification. Do you remember the setting? No. Times nine hundred. Wow. Oh, they went there, Nick. Is it, you think that's Mac, max magnification, or do you think it goes higher? I'm sure it goes higher. You think so? Like what? Like when the guy puts his, his squirts in there to look at them. You know, like I'm sure you got to zoom in more. Got to see like a got to see an nematode. Got to see a tardigrade. You know what? Do you you got to zoom out. Like he's looking at the slide. He's like, "Yep, this is proof. My house was spermed." <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, one of the dumbest professions. You think about this, right? Mm-hmm. You study the stars. You're an astrophysicist. You you, you work on computers. You're a, a, a you know a, a computer programmer or whatever you want to call it. Gemologist. That is a lazy ass job title. Sounds like it's like a fun job to me. It sounds like a, an eight year old was asked, "What would you call a guy who works on gems? A gemologist, you know?" That'd be awesome. What's that job entail? You think that people just bring you like gem- stones? They're like, "We're not sure." And you're like diamond, emerald. Like you're just like nailing it all. And, then, all and the- they're like Jeremy Renner in the town. <laughs> anyway, this guy, we I'm, we're back in the lab all of a sudden before he dies. But I did notice something that made me sympathize with this character. I think his name's Josh in this movie. Um, yeah, he that, sucks. That, that dies. Um, the tennis guy. He had Barg's root beer. A open can of, is it Barg's or Bark's root beer on his? Um, Bark with a Q. So it's B-A-R-Q apostrophe S root beer. Yeah. On his, right. A cracked can of that on his desk. That was his last sip, Nick, that he had before he <laughs> uh, got gemmed to death and wished to death. It's a shame. Uh, there's a lot of old like phone stuff in this movie too, right? They have cell phones here. There's a, a very flip phone in this. Yeah, and they have a the cell phones have antennas. You know, Pac Bell shows up on a payphone. Like there's a lot of like or Pacific Bell. There's a lot of like old phone stuff in this. But you know, and the, the gin to, to his credit is very impressed by cell phone technology, he says. The thing I don't like is the gin he's been in a gym for a couple of grand years, right? He's and been then he, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he's been there for a couple of grand. I don't think he's apprised of what's going on during that period, but he comes out and knows instantly how to smoke a cigarette. He knows a lot about today's world. Like it must he must have wish knowledge. He knows how to say shit hit the fan. He knew that that line. I don't think that was a big old Persian saying. So anyway, the, Tammy Lauren finds out the person that she gave this gem to her um, this guy who's wanting to date her, like, you know, asked her to the movie and she kind of rejected him early on. She finds out that he has been killed and she screams. And then she says to the cops at the scene, she said, he, he was my best friend. Even in death, my man's getting slammed, getting rejected for that date, <laughs> you know? And the cop's like, with benefits? And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Not even close. Man. Well, actually, um, sort of. I brought him something that got him killed. <laughs> so... Yeah, he it looks it. like he got gemmed to death. Is that a thing? Yeah. And, she, and the best is like the cops are like, looks like this gem exploded. And she's like, yeah, oh, that sucks. Again? What kind of gem was it? Was it a ruby? I mean, they call it, they, they, say what it, they say what it is in the movie. Sapphire, maybe? 
it ain't a Saf. By the way, that's the kind of gin I have. Sapphire is blue, right? Especially when Devoff's in it. It's super blue, you know? Just like hit, it's like Josh's balls right before he died. Like so, more like I don't have to go Ruby one out because you're ruining it for me. The Jin has to before he can carve off Diva's face, he has to homeless it out. He has to look like a homeless person, of course. And you know he's in he's on a rope. He has a rope because he looks horrific. He he has like um, the worst earlobes I've ever seen. Long earlobes. He just looks. I don't know. He's got these like dreadlocks that move. Like I don't know how to describe the design of this creature, but he he's humanoid. And annoying. It's like if H.R. Giger and the woman who did Kathy teamed up. It does kind of look like Species is, is a little bit less cool. Anyway, so that's whenever Reggie Bannister replay, Reggie Bannister plays this pharmacist who's pissed off at this uh, this homeless man. And the homeless man... Buck Owen. Yeah, Buck Owen wishes um, Reggie... In front of Devoff, wishes <laughs> Reggie Bannister got cancer. And so then you have this very quick scene of Reggie Banster dying from cancer on the floor of his pharmacy. Um, very, very gross. By the way, and very we, cinematic, too. People like to see that. Oh, it's very, his skin's like bubbling. He's got mucus coming out of his face. It's pretty horrible. And then Buck Owen's like, ooh, wow, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to work. I'll have what he's having. And he runs away from the gin. Because yeah. that's what... You know, and the thing is, the Jin also was like heard that he was mad, and he's like, "Wouldn't you wish that this guy was dead?" And the guy's like, oh, "I don't know." And he's like, "Wouldn't you wish? Wouldn't you wish it?" He's like, "I guess." You know, he has to prompt it. Like, why does he just hold up cue cards that they read? He's got the worst power, Nick. Do you wish that this pharmacist would die? It's like, no, I kind of just wish he would be like, get off my dick. Is that what you wish? <laughs> I just like what he takes. What he takes is a wish. It's just such a like. It's like every shrug these people do at him, he takes as a wish. Especially at the end with, with Tony Todd, the whole confrontation with Tony Todd is so weird. He really has to wrangle him to get the. And words he really, out. he really has to get a little crazy with his with his his big coup de gras at the end too. It's pretty elaborate. <laughs> I think yeah. they should just park that cocksucker at a fucking fountain in the mall and let him go to town. You know. If I was this guy, if I was a genie, I'd be so tired of doing that, of, of talking people up to wishes. I would just give up and just live my immortal you know, a life just cooling about, just being cool. I would just ask them, i say, look, why don't you just pay me to not kill you guys and just you know, send, me, send me a couple of bucks a month, you know, all he is. And, they'll, and they're like, sounds good. So I'll just give you a, a self-addressed stamped, stamped envelope uh, and, the, and the return address is LAMP. We get to that part where he's wearing Dubas face in the store with this. He's trying on these clothes. This clerk's helping him and he notices that she's beautiful. And he's like, you know, it's nice to see beauty is still valued or something. He's some dumb line. And, and she's like, thanks. Like she's just getting a compliment. And then he's like, wouldn't you want to be beautiful forever? And she's like, well, you know, you're going to age sometime. Like it just happens to the best of us. And then yeah. he's like, but wouldn't you? not like to age and she kind of just gives him like a ah, maybe and then all of a sudden he turns her into a mannequin and it ain't a beautiful mannequin by the way it's, it's well kinda... another thing that she's like he says something like when you want to last forever and she's like yeah and then and then he turns her to mannequin do mannequins last forever is that a thing like mannequins are indestructible last forever uh i think kim cattrall's paycheck would agree with you 
as a as a wishmaster fan if you're listening to this this has to be frustrating because we're calling foul on all the wishes is there a legitimate wish in this movie i just want to know do you think there's one legitimate wish here not no not even at the beginning with the king because all he wants to do is see wonders he wants to see wonders he wants to see the wonders from tom hanks's movie that's right he was hoping, he's hoping steve zahn would it's like shack i want to see some shack man He's dreamy. He's in Lake Placid three. He's dreamy. Let me see here. I'm I'm looking at my. By notes the way, uh, Lake Placid versus Anaconda is a movie starring Corin Nemec. Is it recent? Yeah, Corin Nemec's still doing it, huh? I love the fact that you know I have this joke where I where I call the monster in a movie whatever the title of the movie is, you know, like Cloverfield or Lake Placid or The Relic or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. They did too. Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Coronemic's in it, man. I didn't know he was still killing it. Like he's in his fifties now, at least. Yeah, Parker Lewis it. can lose, as it turns out. Coronemic, what a bounty hunter name that is. Coronemic actor, age forty nine. He's our age. Corin, <laughs> actually, he's just about to be fifty in a few days. Happy early birthday, Coronemic, November fifth. Um, he's gonna be sitting there at that cake, and he's in here. Make your wish. Born in Little Rock, Arkansas, Nick. If I mind if I zoom in, that's part of my territory. Yeah, yep. you ever bump into? Is he wonder if he hangs out in them parts? I'm trying to see. I'm going to look up. He's acted a lot. You know who else was born in Little Rock? The Wishmaster. Wonder if it's comfortable in there. He seems like at the end when he gets trapped back into it. Spoiler: He doesn't seem that mad. Like he, <laughs> wonder if he likes the gem. Yeah, you know, and the gem got room. Like, remember he pulls people and he pulls souls into the gem, and they're being tortured, and he's kind of sitting on a throne in the gem. They, do you think they um, used the majority of their budget on the inside the gem sequences, or at the last second said, do they have construction paper at the Walmart nearby? <laughs> So then we get the scene where Tammy Lauren's kind of doing, she's kind of, she's linked to the gin, like, because she blew on the gem, which is weird. Like, and that linked her, it awoken him in the gem, and that has linked them, like, psychically to each other, right? Like, they're, and she keeps, every time the gin does something bad, it cuts to Tammy Lauren half seeing it and screaming. Right. Uh, I feel bad for her, because that's, it's pretty lame. Anyway, so she goes to, Robert England to kind of track down where this gem came from, I think, right? Yeah. She tracks the gem back to his purchase of the statue, and he um, invites her to a party and then inappropriately, I, I believe, touches her chin, which I didn't like. But she's, like, not coming to that party, and that's when she see he kind of gives her the background on the statue. That's where you're talking about the Uhura Mazda statues that, that broke. It's hard to root for Ashley Lauren in this film. You mean Tammy Lauren? Ashley Lauren's in Hellraiser, yeah. Tammy Lauren drives a, drives a Saturn. How many how many how many great characters in the film have drawn, driven a Saturn? Who is the who's the cop in this? That's kind of a memorable actor. Did did you get his name? No. It gets kind of fun because it escalates rather quickly towards the end, where he just basically shows all of his cards. You know, they're just going back and forth, and he's like, "Wish on, child." You know, like they're having little cute banter back and forth. He's describing himself in all these crazy, colorful ways. Like, I'm the I am the scythe through this darkness of the wind and the serpents and the shallow candy and all that stuff. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I'm not wishing, dog. He's got to get her to do three wishes. So then he'll be 
come all powerful. And here's the thing. This movie is as she's trying to get to the bottom of this, her friend's death by gem. She's, he's trying to find her. Like they're trying to find each other kind of. And um, she, there, she happens upon a professor that's like knows all about folklore and gins. And she's, she's the one that tells her to forget all, you know, about genies. But yeah, that's like, so once they find each other, like you said, they're, he's like, you gotta, you gotta wish, keep wishing. You gotta wish three times that she's not falling for it. And then he starts threatening her, like, her sister who's in this and it's adorable it's weird to see kane hotter's hands though because he always wears gloves kane hotter because he yeah. burnt the daylights out of his hands oh really and he's got he actually gets dialogue and he also has a very interesting beard shape in this movie hotter it's does. very angular yeah it's very angular yeah plays a security guard to like the this place that fence the gem right like does that actor overact at all i think he's kind of good he's, he's certainly goofy in this movie the security guard won't let the Wishmaster in, and so then the Wishmaster is like, you know, he try to get him to say something that's going to end his life, and he won't do it. And he goes, he goes, it wouldn't I give you anything you wish for? And he goes, I wish you go away. And so then there's a little cute scene of debuff go like have, have forcing. He, he's he's getting, going no, no, yeah, because <laughs> he has to go away. But then the guy says, he says, uh, I'd like to see you go through me or something, and that's a wish. Somehow that's a wish. I'd like to see you go through me. And so then the Wishmaster turns him into glass, and then he walks through him. Some really great CGI during that sequence. And I didn't want Kane Hodder to die. I kind of like this little security guard character. Yeah, he's a That's the thing. I, I like all the victims more than the Wishmaster. I don't... Like, you know how at times in horror movies you kind of root for the bad guy? Yeah. I'm not rooting for the Wishmaster ever in this movie. I gotta disagree, man. He's so small time. I love how small time he is. He literally can't do anything. You kind of got it. He's like the little the little gin that could, you know. He's he's, he's cheating, not even though. smart. He's not even smart in how he tries to get people to do the wrong thing. This could mm-hmm. actually be a really cool movie if it's really clever how he gets people to like back back into getting themselves ass killed. But instead, right. he's dumb as shit and he doesn't he just and then he sits around and just trash talks and stuff. I kind of love him. You he's like an, him, he's huh? an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. Another thing that was it's funny about him is that all the people that he gets to do wishes, like all the people he gets to wish that, you know, like the woman, the sales clerk, and then that's still alive in the mannequin. And then this guy, this gem guy, this guy wishes for like a million dollars. Anyway, all these people, he also turns the tables on them and he owns their souls once they wish. He owns them, the blinded guy from the morgue. And they all end up inside the gem being tortured. Most of them, yeah. And then also, there's not even any time for them to enjoy the benefits. Like, you know, think about the monkey's paw or whatever. Right. There's a period where they where things go good and then it's there's a price to pay. They don't get the privilege of oh yeah, having a million bucks and then you know, a horrifying turn of events, you know, changes everything. It's right away. There's no good for them ever. He's got right. no patience. He's a prince of dark dominions, Nick. Yeah, That's he, one of the names he gets in this. He's despair. He says that once he traps these people in the gem, he tells Tammy Lauren the only way that they'll ever be free is if you wish them free. That would be like, because she goes in the gym, she wishes herself out. Like, it's all this weird stuff happens. But that third wish is really what all this hinges on. She ain't giving it up. Like, she can't, she, she knows that if she does a third wish, all is lost, right? Devoff will sprout wings or some shit and become president. I don't know. What's the end game? I know he's all powerful, supposed to be all powerful, but isn't he already kind of all powerful? He's, he's zero powerful. What do you mean? He's like ending people's lives left and right. I know, but he can't do it without permission. He kind of can. There's a girl at the party who's like, I, you know, I, I, you guys can see right through me or something like that. And he turns her to crystal. Well, that's that's at the point where he gets Robert Englund to basically 
pull it, pull the same thing that the Pharaoh did where he wants his party to be legendary. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. everything, once again, he goes haywire with all sorts of crazy deaths happening and stuff like that. That's right. He does get England to say, but he barely gets England to say, let's talk about that Tony Todd scene. This, this one really bothered me. He said, cause there's a couple of things that bother me about it. So Tony Todd, Tammy Lerner goes to this party, debuff on the honor tail. And Tammy Lauren says, Hey, security guard, Tony Todd, this guy's bothering me. The wish master's master's bothering me. And so then he, th- she kind of basically throws Tony Todd to his death because you, know, you know, he's going to get wished to death. So Tony Todd won't let debuff in the party. And the, so debuff like tries to turn the table. It's like, all right, you can't let me party. Wouldn't, don't you hate your job? Don't you wish for another job? And Tony Todd's like, no, I don't care about that. And he's like, wouldn't you wish to be somewhere else? And, you know, after, I guess that's this whole thing is that debuff just talks their ear off until they finally give in. And they're like, right. all right, just get this guy to shut up. And so he's like, yeah, I guess I'd like to escape on vacation. Cause he says something like, wouldn't you like to go anywhere? Like Pharaoh's Egypt is one of the options. So anyway, he gets Tony Todd to agree to that he wants to escape, and then he puts him in a water tank with a straight jacket on. It's embarrassing. The thing, and he goes, "Houdini did it in two minutes." The thing is, if you want to escape, isn't that part of the wish that he then escapes that drowning? I hope he does. Eventually, he does. What if he had said, "I wish you were trapped on the moon" to the genie? But nobody knows what the, what's happening. They don't know that they have. They could. The only person that knows that they can turn the tables on this idiot. They don't know what he is. Is Tammy Lauren, who eventually then does turn the tables on him? Sort of. She does. I mean, oh, he does say a trip to the moon. He offers that to Tony Todd. He says a trip to the moon, a visit to Pharaoh's Egypt. Those are his examples. Wow. Or maybe he offers that to Tammy Lauren. Some one of them. Oh, that's right, because he does offer that. She's her wish is, I wish to know what you are. And that's where he describes it. And that's when the first time you see the uh, the Kmart Inside love tunnel. The yeah. <sighs> I wish to know what you are. I'm surprised like the gigantic letters U and R don't fall on her or something and break her <laughs> legs. Yeah. They just twist these wishes, man. And then she starts getting chased in the, the gym by a, a genie dog. A couple of Remember? creepy, there's a couple of creepy screepies. <laughs> They're puppets that all of a sudden become ultra fast CGI nightmares. Right. And then she turns around and waits for him and then nothing happens. And then slowly it's little claw reaches around. You know, and the puppet shows itself. Well, do you remember what her second wish is? Because uh, she's in the gem at this point. She says, I wish to be home alone. You know, by myself or something. But home alone. That he could, that If the gin was up on movies, he could have turned that on her. Yeah, you know like Macaulay breaks out of her flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Robert. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so she he, she is home alone. So now she's wished twice. And the third gym's happened. The third wish is supposed to be happening at Beaumont's party where her sister is. And, you know, she has a backstory. They escaped a house fire that killed their parents. Like, it's like, there's a lot in this movie. Um, her sister's adorable, though. Her sister's cute. Oh, okay. So this is how the wish goes down between England and him. And he says, he says to Robert England, he's like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to host? Like, you know, he's talking about that, that, the, a party, like a legend, you know, some party, maybe that party back that he, that, you know, where the, I show you wonders party. Yeah. That's exactly what he's referencing. Yeah. yeah. And he says, he says to England, he goes, wouldn't you like to host, love to host a party like that or something like that? Wouldn't you love to have a legendary party? And he, and, and he goes, I would love to host a party like that. That's what, that's what England says. I would love to host a party like that. That's enough for a wish. That's a wish. There should be a governing body that really kind of comes down hard on the gin. Eh, not a wish. 
a ref. Yeah. A wish ref. They need a wish ref in this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then they take it back. Like he, he starts to do the spells and the and killing people. And they're like, not so fast. You're going to have to rewind that one. They throw in the yellow flag. Played by maybe Jerry Stiller with horns. You know? This movie could have been better. Yeah. They it, got five stars instead of 4.5 on man, Amazon. It's it's a goofy, bloody mess. And I love it. It's so, so crazy. You love it, huh? I mean, no. I do love Divas' complete overperformance, though. Make your wish. So uh, at the this party, there's so much stuff that, you know, these all the people there are not enjoying it. They're dying. They're getting killed in weird ways. Statues are coming to life and killing people. And then my favorite is they have all, he has all these, England has all these ancient statues and all this, like all these artifacts. But he also has a, a painting of Jack the Ripper. <laughs> so then Jack the Ripper could come to life. And, and kill one of the security guards. And the big confrontation where Devoff's like, I'm going to burn, I'm going to kill your sister. She's trapped in a painting. If you don't make that third wish, Tammy Lauren does make her third wish. What is it? She wishes that the guy didn't drink on the job. The guy that had to drop the statue at the beginning of the movie that killed Ted Ramey. And thus, then the, you know, the statue broke open, the gems in there. She wishes that for not to happen. Devoff, does a triple take. He's like, no, 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 no. What? And then he gets sucked back into the gem in a very weird way. <laughs> his fingers are all stretched into it. And then his whole body stretched into it. He looks like a cute ass, cute ass. It's a lot of Freddy Krueger kind of stretchy mm. weirds going on. That she, means no one dies. Well, not only that, she's like, you know what? I'm going to give Josh a hard on right now. So then they kind of, yeah, exactly. They So she kisses this guy at the end of the movie. And that's the thing is she must remember the events because she's all up in him now. She wants to kiss him. She wants to make love on him. She wants to put herself all over him. He's shocked because yeah. he remembers the tennis rejection. Yeah. And, and he also, he's like, uh, yeah, she's just going to give him a ton of weird stuff to look under that microscope at. And at the end. So in that damn fucking Kmart prison that he's in, it's a tattoo parlor. There is, huh? Yeah. A little, a little, there's like a smeared off, melted into the wall guy with a, you know, a little cute needle saying, what'll it be from the Wishmaster? Tattoo something from this beautiful movie onto yourself, huh? It's right under my belly button. I got that gem. <laughs> well, you sound like Steven Universe. I don't know what that means. Some people might. I will lift up the old clothes and lift down the clothes and show it off and say, if you get, I said, cozy up close and make a wish, you know, Mm -hmm. and they'll get up close and then they'll get grossed out and leave. Would there be a little mic, like a tiny diva if you go? Yeah. 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 Of Mm -hmm. course. That ain't tiny. It's going to be nice. It's super cool. There's that scene of diva holding that in the, in the basketball stands holding, the cell phone and kind of complimenting it, borrowing it off of her, her sister, Tammy Lawrence's sister. I would, I would get a tattoo of Devoff in the basketball stands, and maybe like the girls' basketball scrimmage happening, um, and he's there, you know, kind of putting a call into. I think he's like getting the professor's number that she had been talking to or something. I, I don't exactly. No, know he find, he call. I think he finds out her her name. Is 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 that what happens? I think, I think he listens to her voicemail. Yeah, we get all that just. The sister would be there, and we get. I just get that whole like mosaic on my back sideways because I need the space. We haven't had a mosaic in a, in a while on the show. Devoff in the stands. I just say that, yeah, to the tattoo artist, and they get to work. By the way, that was the original title of Groove is in the Heart. 
<laughs> look, the film's ended. Credits have rolled. Exactly. And uh, there's a little stinger over at the end there. I'll be, yeah. da- I'll be damned. Literally a teaser? A little stinger, like some an, an extra scene. Oh, post-credit? Yeah. Mine's easy. There's a few statues that don't explode at the end. So they're still sitting there, frozen, across from each other. What, like, what the actual fuck? And they're watching the crime scene. People come, and they're frozen. They're like, their eyes are just, oh god. And and they're communicating with each other. What the action, you know? And then they're cleaning up, and then they're disinfecting. And the more crime scene people are gone, then there's, you know, they, they the whole realtor thing has to happen. All that shit. And these statues, like W T. Mine is is an interesting scene where the same thing with you is the statue the statues are there <laughs> jack the ripper still out of the painting it's just it's like a mess there's blood all around their feet and ben stiller comes in a security guard <laughs> uniform he's like guys <laughs> it's almost morning get back in here it's the whole night of the it's like a night of the museum crossover it's huge yeah you know, and that's a, he. It's all that, that character's always worried about because that they, they have to get back in a position to be statues and to be models during the day for the for the people that come through the museum because that's their day job. And at night they can cut loose, right? You know, yeah, and be alive. So, yeah, um, you have been tasked with doing a sequel to Wishmaster. What shape does it take? Money's cleared escrow. Banks rolling. You got the green light, huh? Anything you want. That's what they said to Jack Shoulder for the second one. I mean, so, I would I wouldn't go sequel. I'd go prequel. All right. The Wish Student, and it would be it would be about Devoff studying to be a Wish Master, and so it would be about him in class with like these Wish professors learning all the tricks of the trade, mm-hmm. learn how to twist wishes, going out for the school football team, you know, things like that. Like he, you know, he's coming up, getting. I know it's ancient Egypt, it's AD, but you know, getting. Uh, swirlies in the toilet, like because nobody likes him. Yeah. You know, he's picked on. He's kind of nerdy. Vowing one day he he will be the wishmaster. Everybody's laughing at him. He'll he'll never achieve that. I think I'd do a prequel. Yeah. Do you think it's swirlies back in the day? Yeah. Back in uh, <laughs> in Persia. Yeah. Back in AD. Yeah. Of course. I think so. Yeah. A BC swirly. <laughs> Fucking hell yeah. What I say AD. I'm, I get this. This is an a, it is AD. I think after Devoff. 1127 AD. Um, It isn't BC. More recent than you think. I'm going to do another. I'm going to do like the the sequel to this, which factors in your prequel, actually. Oh, really? It's it's sort of like a Goodwill hunting kind of thing where like the djinn is falling on hard times. He's Mm -hmm. sort of a low rent, you know, monster. And he is just fucking around. He's doing like odd jobs. His wishes are, he's not killing it. He can't do it. He's at a university cleaning up, like 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 Will Hunting himself, and sees a uh, a thing on the blackboard. It's like, do you know the name of the Persian king who had a awful party? You know, and he writes the name on there, and a, a Harvard professor sees him and accepts the gin into Harvard. He's he's all of a sudden he's got to look prim and proper. He's gotta, don't you he's, wish? Don't you wish I went here? He's got to tuck. He's got to tuck his earlobes into his shirt. You know, he's he's like all cleaned it out. You know, he's got his his little his little uh, bib fortuners or whatever are tucked in. He's you know he's, he had to wear like a, a sweater to cover it up. And uh, he's there, and all of a sudden the dean is like, "Jin, your grades are shit." And the the Jin is trying to work his words so that he could make the guy give him an A. And he's like, "Wouldn't you like to give me an A?" 
And, <laughs> and the guy's like, no, that's not how this works. I, I'm expecting, you know, a thesis statement here. And, and you're and, and you and you're, you just throw me into a weird frenzy of weird questions. He's like, my thesis is, would you like to be a thesis writer? You know, it's it just completely. Don't and, you wish that I had done my homework and we <laughs> never had this conversation? He's lazy. And then bad student. He and, just plays pinball all day. And he's getting hazed at the local, at the frat. Don't you wish I was not repellent of pig's blood? And, you know, just crazy shit, you know? The the movie ends on a happy note. He gets a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> wish loving. Yeah, so you are, uh, look, money is all over the place. and You've been given the ability to have your own business related to Wishmaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mine's obvious. It's spelled the same as an existing business, but it's pronounced differently. It's called the Make a Wish Foundation. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. So the gin is is a charitable individual, you know, but he's got a twist on it. It's like this poor impoverished kid who's alone and says, "I wish I had a happy family," and the gin produces a Chinese dinner. Yeah, here's your happy family, and then the kid's like eats it then he's sad again and this other kid who's been afflicted with no legs which is not a technical term he says the kid's like i wish my legs hadn't gotten cut off and then the the legs reappear and then they are smashed off yeah so it's like a really cool biz you know where where everybody has a jolly old time kind of reaping the benefits I mean, it just certainly keeps in, it's in keeping with his philosophy is to twist the wish. That's what that's his right. Yeah, that's his mo. He twists wishes, and 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 the logo's not too different. But you ha- every every uh, incarnation of the logo has a button, and you have to press it to hear that pronounced, so you know which one it is. Like to make a wish, you know. Yeah. Because otherwise, right. it's doing pretty good work out there. I don't know if you guys know much about that. You know those guys. Mine would be. We'd partner with a like Kenmore or something, and you'd have the Wishmaster approved Dishmaster, right? <laughs> and so, you know, that right alone, I think if you first of all, the Dishmaster sounds incredible. Like if you're looking for like a dishwasher, Dishmaster sounds good, but also Wishmaster approved. And you get it home, you know, you open it up, and it's just, it's like a, it looks like a dishwasher, but when you open it up, it's just empty. And you're supposed to throw your dishes in there, close it. And then press a button, and just you're supposed to to wish your dishes clean, <laughs> and it works. That's the thing; it worked. The technology that it is, it is, uh, and actually, it comes with a little doll, a Devoff shaped doll that has Devoff's voice, and it only responds to his voice. And he says, um, don't, <laughs> "He says, don't you wish your he to the dishes? Don't you wish to be clean?" <laughs> uh, and then they that cleans your dishes. And then he's and then he gives a speech when the dishes are finished. You know, just you know, there's no, no there's no beeper that goes off or an alarm or buzz or anything. It, he just goes, "I am the force within the walls." I am the, the you know. He goes his little speech. I am the cascade. And and then finally, you know, he, gets, he blows you a kiss and the door opens. Yeah, sometimes you don't get clean dishes. Sometimes you get like elephant intestines spilling out. But for the most part, yeah. it works. You've been inserted into Wishmaster. You're a character in this thing. What shape does your performance take? It's a good question. I bump into Wishmaster on the way to the party. He's, I don't really know he's there. I'm walking on the. I'm walking by myself, and he's kind of over, over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking to myself, and I'm reminiscing about some maybe some. I'm lovelorn. I've had some issues, and I'm like, I wish I had a monster dick. 
And then, whoa, he freaks me out. He's over my, wait, is it, are you sure? And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Does he double check usually? I didn't, I didn't think that was a thing with him. He double checks with you, though, huh? And then all of a sudden, it starts snaking around. And, and the next three hours of the film just follows the growing of it. You know, it's just sure. slithering through the valley, you know, mm-hmm. gathering tumbles as it goes, you know, knocking over, over you know, yeah. baptismals and parking meters. The growing of your character's ego, apparently. Yeah, and I'm like, just oh man, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm texting my friends madly, asking them to wish for a, a giant rubber. <laughs> oh, you don't get a second wish with him, huh? No, because I actually he gets swept away by my bonkers dick. <laughs> Hoisted on his own petard, finally. <laughs> I'm a local DJ named DJ Wishmaster, and I don't know what hit me. A lawsuit from some handsome figure that talks in a deep voice is suing me for over the rights to Wishmaster, the name. And I'm like, I'll give it up. I don't. It's not a big deal, you know. I'm not. I don't want to get into a lawsuit, but I ha- it, He won't take. He needs that courtroom. He needs a courtroom. Uh, scare scene, hor- a horrifying, you know, courtroom, yeah, slaughter, yeah, which I keep trying to skirt. I just don't want to go to court. I don't have time. I, d- I don't mind changing it to a different name, but he gets me, and I get turned into a puka shell necklace <laughs> that's thrown out of his window on into a pile of dog poop. Oh man, that's sad. I wonder what Harry Erskine would have to say about all this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wonder what he would say about it. Look, you're on an island. You've been floating there for ages, man. Collected debris from all these various films, and now it's time to take something for Wishmaster. What are you bringing? What would be a good thing from this movie? I don't know. What about you? What would you take? Part of me wants to take the sister. Yeah, she's cutie. Just to kind of talk to. But um, let me see. I'll have like a, I have a I have like a picnic table mm-hmm. overlooking the sea. It's really pretty. Where I sit and just kind of think about things. Sure. And I think I might just have. Shit, I might, I might actually just have right next to that vista that I'm looking at. I guess you would say an, an art installation of the entire moment where Ted Raimi is in mids getting squashed. You know, you've got like it's almost like uh, in when um, Quicksilver has his moments in the X Men movies where he's kind of moving through the, all this stuff that's like happening in super slow motion. Sure, no, I know, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so Joe Pilato's drink is spilling, and Ted Raimi's like, Ugh! and Robert Englund's shitting his pants, and everybody's like just in a funky position. And I just, you know, and it's like, it's moving at a micro fraction out of a second. It's in a loop, but it's only like a, a small percentage of Ted Raimi getting squashed. And while those, I'll be sipping my tea. Enjoying the forest, you know, the cool breeze off the ocean, listen to the sure. seagulls and uh, and maybe like muffled screams from beneath the chamber. Yeah, all, all calming to you, right? Very calming, idyllic uh, and, and beautiful in its own way. And then the sister. <laughs> I would take a pronoun. I would take a line from this movie for whenever I hurt myself on my island. Like if I tripped over or stubbed my toe on like a shell. Yeah. I scrape my shin on like the bark of a coconut tree. Any of that stuff, you know, instead of saying like just saying fuck or like shit or god damn it or something like that, I would take Devoff saying, if it's any consolation, that hurt like hell. 
remember because he gets hurt yes. in the movie. And so every time I would scrape something, I would automatically say that. I would take that, you know, and sometimes upwards of 20 times a day. I'm pretty clumsy on that island. Yeah. I, would, I would say that. What do you think? Disembodied diva voice, pretty hot. He's got those two, te- he's got teeth that are two teeth. You know, he's got this teeth that are shaped tooth. <laughs> what? He's got those t- tooth shaped tooth weirds that he's got the diva off. The wish See, I didn't notice his teeth. I thought he had like kind of tiny teeth. No, they're they're big and they're and they're almost like an inverted, like a, like an upside down V kind of tooth thing. They're pretty great. So you walk around injuring yourself to his voice. It's pretty great. Now I'm picturing Diva at the dentist. One of my favorite golden books. <laughs> <laughs> No more sliding You got your answer Here I come in Delightful walkway Save your biting Collapsing stranger Your placebo No longer a danger There we go Uninhibited spirit Safe horizon Manufactured boldly Release your energy Call out Save your wind For me I'm all tapped out Here's a strategy Caress me for infinity Don't need to eat Don't need to sleep You'll be so thin
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 